Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That was Wild, a Minnesota Wild reaction podcast from Hockey Wilderness. You're here with Matthew Smith. You can find me on Twitter uh, at From Tape to Tape, and I'm also here with Thomas Williams from. Uh, wow, I'm having a bad night. <laughs> it's okay. It, it's uh, it's Thomas Williams, your site manager for Hockey Wilderness. Um, how are you? <laughs> this at uh, this East Coast time at twelve thirty in the morning. I am as uh jumbled and as distraught as the Minnesota Wild should be right now. Oh wow. Wow, that's a good that's a good tie in. That's a good start. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good start. Um yeah, so we're coming from you right after the game, uh five two loss to the St. Louis Blues. Um and now the Blues have a three two series lead. Over your Minnesota Wild, um, it's not the best position to be just one game away from elimination. Um, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel right. It's it, even though it does is just two wins away from also winning the series. It still feels so, so far away to, uh, from actually doing that after kind of a demoralizing loss. Yeah, the, I mean the game started off extremely, extremely well. Um, Kirill mm-hmm. came out like he was shot out of a cannon. <laughs> Uh, he yeah. pretty much looked unstoppable every single time he touched down on the ice. And it, it I mean, everything looked really good, honestly. I mean, it was skip ahead a little bit, but it really felt for the first 40 minutes mm-hmm. that, they, that this was the better team and they were going to win. Yeah, like it, it felt very like, a, like the Wild did it this so often in the regular season over weaker opponents was that it just felt dominant. It just felt controlled. It felt that they knew the result of the game and it was going to happen. The stars showed up um, and they were able to put in a decent enough performance to hold out a win. And we've seen it so much, but the blues just had too much offensive ability and too much capability of getting behind the wilds defense. And I feel like the special teams didn't really help obviously, but um yeah, it was just it was just tough to see kind of them the wild crumble defensively and just allow those two Tarasenko goals within what what was it like eighty eight seconds or something like it that. It was eighty eight seconds. Yeah, yeah, like it's and that that was the tying goal. No, no, it was the three two three two goal and the four two goal. Yeah, so just like almost immediately, just oh yeah, here's 
here we're winning now. Okay, now it's now it's a two goal lead, and you have not a lot of time to catch up. Um, yeah, it it, it just it. It was just it just sucked and it, it kind of showed the difference between the teams of a team that is has been there before and I know it's such a cliche but it is just <laughs> a cliche for a reason I guess that yeah uh, yeah it, it's it it's a team that knows how to win these stupid playoff games even though, though they were the worst uh, team throughout the whole sixty minutes yeah just to touch back on what you were talking about with the special teams yeah. the Wild did score on both their power plays tonight, which is unheard of, honestly. Um, the Blues also went one for two on the power play, but I think there was a decision by the referee crew mm-hmm. to keep their whistles. Like, yeah. yeah to and, it, and I think that really played into the Blues' hands as well. Like, it was pretty obvious that the Blues were pretty physical. They were There were some borderline hits from mm-hmm. the Blues, that the refs just kind of noticed there was a lot of harassment from on Kaprizov that they just either didn't notice or thought was going to fit within the flow of the game, <laughs> as they would probably say. Yeah. And that doesn't help. And not to not to pick on someone, but it is his job <laughs> as far as how the team talks about him, whether it be Delorier um or middleton and middleton's been great mm-hmm. so i'm not really going to point him out but delorier uh what the hell is he doing on this team right now yeah for a guy that <laughs> like that when they met the blues before i think it was the third last game of the se- season um of the regular season for a guy that said i have four games to f-ing kill you to, and 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 like said that to someone on the ice, a blues player to just like not show up or not do any of that. And I get it's the playoffs. So you can't really just like drop gloves or whatever um, as easily. But as someone that said that you're not really uh, trying to kill them or doing any of that. No. And, and he's not even touching the ice really like, so there is a misconnection. So either Delorier is not doing what he needs to do or Evison doesn't believe in him or thinks he's a liability on the ice, or it's both. So, (laughs) like, he only got nine minutes of ice time. And I just don't think you should be on the roster if you're only going to play nine minutes of hockey. That's crazy, especially when you're not getting any special teams time. Yeah. Yeah, it's different if Yost was like, okay, okay, there wasn't a a lot of special teams and he played nine minutes because the majority of the game was five on five. Like it'd be different than that because you're he's on the penalty kill and everything like that. But it's just it, it's tough to see just a wasted lineup spot, really, when it all comes down to just players that and and the thing is like even so what Delorean can bring is physicality and like and we've seen it before of him like starting games and just like a raging bull going into the back end and just like destroying someone on the opposing boards, but like, and it starts the game and it's kind of a good, like feeling after like the drop of the puck, but like, it's, it's, we haven't seen that all at all. And it doesn't change the game enough to actually like end up with a a good record. Like it, it, it's cool and all, and it's, it's cool to watch. But at the end of the day, I think like 
other players that could actually bring something other than hits to the ice um, should be on this in this lineup. That especially with someone like even a Nick Bukestad who's who's sitting like in the press box and or a Connor Dewar or or like just anyone that can shoot the puck. Um, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to watch right now, especially when the Blues are like actually have some of those players on the fourth line that are capable. And it's not even that like Delorey is the only player that can bring physicality to the wild lineup either. Like the whole roster is full of those guys. Like it's not like he's bringing anything special and he's the only guy that brings a certain thing to this team. No. And like to put it into perspective, um, Delorey had three hits tonight, um, which is fine. But Brandon Duhame, Brandon Duhame, who essentially had the same ice time as him, Also had two hits, and I trust Brandon Duhame way more in the offensive end than I ever would with Delorier. And to like clamor for physicality and stuff when you have Marcus Foligno running around like a madman uh, and getting ten hits while also bringing everything else he does, mm-hmm. it just like you're, if you're not going to be whether you agree with this strategy or not, if you're not going to be the borderline guy, the guy who's going to do borderline stuff, um, when the refs aren't calling anything, then uh, he just doesn't have a spot on this, on a winning team. Like he doesn't, if he's not going to do any of that stuff, he's not, shouldn't be there. Yeah. It'd be like, I don't know, like even going around the league, like you could see teams looking to do that thing like having Wayne Simmons on the Leafs or Kyle Clifford suiting up for game one and other teams do similar things. But I feel like those two players are better and can score goals than are just like more skilled than Delorier. And I'm looking at his uh, box score today. Obviously he's played like he's the only wild player that has less than 10 minutes of ice time. Uh, yeah. Cause Oh no! Sorry, Duhame. Duhame had, also Duhame had eight fifty-eight, but he had less. Yeah. They're line mates, so that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I'm just looking down his the individual stats, and it is really like that Tony Snell, the meme, the like twenty-eight minutes played in like zero 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 everything. His yeah. only stats that aren't zero, so like no contributions whatsoever. He had one takeaway and three hits, like you said. And he was a minus one. And, don't forget that minus and one. And he was a minus one. I don't think I... I'll use plus minus when it, yeah, and when it helps my case. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, yeah, zero, zero shot attempts, zero rush attempts, zero rebounds created, obviously. Zero penalties even. Um, penalties yeah. on zero. Giveaway zero. And, just... and not even just on the box score either. He was pretty much invisible. I mean, he was only on the ice for nine minutes, but he was also invisible when he was on the ice. So I know. And, like, maybe it was just because I was looking for him when, like, the minute after the Wild traded for him and we got that, like, month of him being here in the regular season. But, like, I felt like he was way more noticeable in the, right, in the actual regular season. Like, you were kind of looking out for him because he was going to start some stuff. But he's just been, like, in these playoffs, it's just been nothing. He's given he's given you nothing. Just uh, and I know it's it's whatever. It's a fourth line guy, but this stuff matters in the playoffs. I feel like because you're going down your lineup and goals matter so much. So if you if there's one game winning goal because of one player, then you kind of harp on the guy, um, immediately. So like it, it's it's I always relate back to like it's it's those Rangers teams with Dan Girardi on the top pairing. Like you you shouldn't be there. 
he gets like shelled almost immediately. Your depth guys matter in the playoffs so much more. You kind of hide them in the regular season. It evens out to have your stars be better, but it it's stuff like this that is just like confusing and kind of why I feel like some hockey teams shoot themselves in the foot by like the way that they want to play and what players they have on the in the lineup. We're just gonna take a quick break and then we'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to That Was Wild. Alternatives. The Wild do have alternatives in the press box. Um, yeah. You mentioned Connor Dewar, who saw a few regular season games, so there's no reason why they shouldn't call on him. Um, Bugstad, I, I honestly was... I had to double-check to make sure Bugstad wasn't hurt because I, I couldn't figure out why he wasn't <laughs> no. playing. No, I know. Like, I liked how he's played on that fourth line when, uh, when was it? When they rotated, when someone was hurt and Yost had to go up and then Bukestad was playing center. It was, the fourth I think center. it was at the end of the season with, um, when they played Colorado and I think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was Colorado. Yeah. And he's played really well this season, I feel like, when he's come in. He's kind of been on and off the ice with just scratches and coming in for injuries, but I, I liked his game. So like throughout the time that he's played, like he's just been adequate and I feel like they just need someone that can actually put pucks on the net at like unreasonable angle and know what to look for on the ice. Like can see where their teammates are going and anticipate plays other than like, I'm going to go hit a guy. Like I like that style of hockey. Don't get me wrong. I like, I like physicality. I like a little bit of violence, sprinkled in my hockey but like it's just it it's it's come to a point where i don't want to like it to impede on my joy of seeing a team win a game yeah 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 i wouldn't be surprised to see him check out either yeah that's the thing like it yes he he has all the off like on the bench stuff like you've seen videos of him like Pumping up everyone. How many and like on hugging. the bench guys do we need? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> like you have Felino doing that, and he actually like contributes. Like Duhame's d- yeah, it, done enough of that for, as a rookie, and then like Duhame, yeah, you have Duhame f- might do it enough for everybody. Like <laughs> he might yeah. need to scale it back, honestly, just a little bit. I know. <laughs> and then yeah, and then the Felino's like the biggest hype man. Dumba is like the biggest, biggest hype man of everyone, and then like it's it's incredible, and then yeah. I don't know. Maybe you need like a French Canadian one for to translate for Frederick Grudeau or something. <laughs> like that's why that's why Delorie is there. Yeah, I mean the other wild card would be to bring in Mar- oh, would to be bring in uh, Marco Rossi. Yeah, as much as I wish for that, and I tweeted from the HW account, I don't think that's happening. I think he's still injured. Like I know, I, I was I... trying to, I was doing some digging <laughs> to try and figure out what his status was, and I couldn't find anything. There's no mention he... of it anywhere. He was hanging out at a Twins game, I think, over the weekend. Yeah. So I don't think he's uh, <laughs> ruthlessly. So he's so the he's playoffs. he's in the area. 
<laughs> yeah. I know he's technically we'll, we'll a part. He's on the Black Aces squad, technically. But I don't think he is yet. He's not technically. Mm. When they did the call-up things, uh, I, I don't think he was there. He's in Minnesota. He's, like, with the team. But I don't think he's technically, like, on the... Let me check this. I, I'm I'm positive. I did check this before. Are you sure? I think... Well, I mean, he yeah, would, no. it, that uh, that's there. a moonshot. I really don't expect them to do that. I don't even think that that would no, be I in don't. calling, but it would be cool. <laughs> it, it would be It would definitely... Cool. Him just to come in and just, like... And How much damage see, could he... Like, I mean, how much, like, how much damage could he do to the Wild's chances if you only gave him nine minutes a night? <laughs> no, I know. And even, like, in Dean Evison gave me the little sprinkle of hope about like that we might be able to see like a significant lineup change and maybe have someone come in because he changed up the lines in the middle of the game tonight. Um he put Goudreau with um Kirill and Zuccarello and then Hartman down with Fiala and Boldy for a little bit. Um so he's trying things out obviously. So being <laughs> having my far fetched hope that if Rossi comes in and it goes in with Fiala and Boldy and have Goudreau go down, then I don't know. But it was a little bit of flexibility that we haven't seen from Everson so far this series. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't... He Honestly, he hasn't had to. I know they're down 3-2 three, three, in the series, mm. but... Like... The Wilds really have been the better team almost every night. <laughs> There's been little little like dives. They'll have like a bad period, and that bad period sinks them, and it's it's tough to watch. Yeah, I think the only yeah the only time where I could definitively say they're they're worse team for more than a period was in Game Four. There's the first two periods basically, and then the third period they were like completely dominant and almost came back. Because they were losing the shot battle by, like, I think 15 at one point. And then they came back to almost tie it. I think they were within a couple shots. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's frustrating. And we knew this coming into the series that it was going to be tight. It was going to be, we kept on saying bloodbath. It was going to be seven-game series. Everyone was saying six or seven, whatever. And now we're at that point where it's six or seven mm-hmm. uh, with game six coming on, on Thursday. and. I don't know. Like it could go either way. Like we could still see the Wild win two games in a row, and it wouldn't surprise me. But right now, I'm not feeling that confident in this team, um, just because they rely so much on one player each night, and with Fiala not really performing up to the late regular season way he was, and Boldy not even really starting to get that much, like he's been kind of surprising and he, I think he's looked good with like the stick handling and he looked really solid for his first kind of playoff um, experience, but they rely so much on Kirill to create everything. Like he had 10 shot attempts like just tonight and then five shots on goal. Of course, two of those went in and everything (laughs) and, and they're mostly from mid range too. Like that's the thing that like, the Wild tonight didn't get a lot of shots from up close. Like they're like if you look at the shot chart, it's very much so like from 
the right side right around the face-off circle on the outside like it's not really close and it's not really getting into the face of Bennington and and to the wild's credit they also kind of limited the blue shots to the outside as well and they had a lot of point shots and shots from their left circle but it's 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 just relying so much on on one player that kind of leaves me worried and concerned for to the, for them to win two games in a row but I don't know do you think they can still like do you think there's still a possibility I think they're they're there's a possibility. I think there's a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. If the grief line is going and Kirill's line, or hell, just Kirill <laughs> is going, yeah. they have a chance to win. And then all you need is a little bit from Fiala. Just even, you don't need late season Fiala. That Fiala was insane. <laughs> That's, I don't mm-hmm. think you're ever going to see that from him again. But yeah, they don't need much, especially with a team facing a team that's so depleted on the blue line. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like, yeah, maybe that played. Yeah, maybe we're not giving enough credit that like Nick Letty was absent for the two games that the Wild really played better than I don't know. It, it's yeah, and like you said, like with Fiala, they it's it's tricky because you don't need, obviously need like a dominant like su- suddenly turned into prime Pavel Bure whatever. Um, Kevin Fiala, but you, I feel like you just need some more from him and like more playmaking. And maybe the Blues are just being too in his face. Like it's just too much for him to really. I'm not saying like he can't handle physicality, but it's really he needs like that extra inch of ice, and he's just not getting it at all. And that's why he like succeeded later because we we're kind of. I feel like he was getting that. He was getting some more open availabilities maybe boldly was distracting um defenses more maybe defenses were getting more i guess with the blue line kind of being more active is tricky but yeah i don't i don't think fiala is really getting the amount of ice and amount of space that he's really needs to flourish yeah i mean i think it's kind of hard to argue with that i mean he did he did get on the board tonight so I mean mm-hmm. that's good. That's at least a sign. It's it's kind of wild to say that he has got two assists tonight, but it still feels like he didn't really deserve those. Like they were the yeah. two border. They were really really huge hockey assists, <laughs> like the biggest yeah. secondary assists. I don't know. It's that's always been the dilemma with Fiala is that he should be played higher up in the lineup, but there are guys ahead of him that block the way. And that's yeah. just kind of the story of Fiala's career with the Wild so far. Yeah, I'm seeing here. I know, I know. Expected goals on a single like uh, single Don't game do basis this to me. is really is really <laughs> tricky. And I know. Uh, I swear he had a decent shot at the net tonight. Maybe my eyes were playing me, but it says he has zero point zero four expected goals and like. Jonas Brodeen had higher. Um, the only two players, other than Nick Delore, who obviously didn't attempt a shot tonight, um, had lower expected, was Asuka Alglossi, who tied, and then Tyson uh, Jost had 0.03. So when, uh, when, like, Jacob Middleton has more than double, 
your expected goals percentage than uh or not percentage individual then maybe it's a it's a little time to revisit your shot but uh yeah it's tricky and that's i'm sure that i'm sure that's lying because i'm i'm positive that fiala had like a shot right at like bennington's chest or something from like close um so yeah obviously when we're talking about kevin fiala it's tricky to not mention the uh recent rumors that obviously reported not really rumors it's reports but uh Jeff Merrick of Sportsnet said that the New Jersey Devils were interested um, in acquiring Kevin Fiala. And earlier this season, we had reports that the Ottawa Senators were interested. So all these teams that are kind of trying to make the next jump um, and have some cap to spend want Fiala. Um, And obviously, this is not really much to do with the postgame, but I feel like now is the appropriate time to talk about it. Um, I think... And people were saying because of obviously with Kevin Fiala being a restricted free agent, I see I saw a lot um, of Wild fans talking about the possibility of an offer sheet. Now, I don't think an offer sheet will happen because it's rarely happened. Obviously, we have only seen the Sebastian Ajo um, offer sheet rejected, and then the Cotton Kinyemi one go through recently. Um, and I believe, off the top of my head, I don't have the the numbers in front of me, but I believe it's anything higher. It's between 6.5 and 8.1 million. That is a first, second, and a third round pick. That is compensation. And then anything above 8.1, so like 8.12, I think, technically above, um, is two firsts, a second, and a third. And while those picks look great, that's, that's cool. And they look... Uh, fancy for a player like Kevin Fiala if he gets offer sheeted by a team I don't know like Detroit or something and then suddenly they're a playoff team how like would that be worth the a first round pick that ends up being like 20th overall or whatever and then you lost a decent player on your roster for nothing and just picks um yeah it's tough to balance I don't think it's happening just because of the rarity of overseas happening just by themselves and then with the added thing of how much it will cost and i think that really the wilds are willing to give up fiala for less than that um yeah fiala fiala is not going to get offersheeted if you i mean on the rare chance that he does get offersheeted there's almost no way that he gets higher than 8.2 yeah i don't and i don't think he's signing that either i think on the he's because if if you get an offer sheet you're not just signing a one-year deal. Like, mm-hmm. I know Cockney did, but he's younger. It's He has more control because at the end of that offer sheet, who's going to still be an RFA? Um, this is a one-year deal. He only has one year left of control. So really from the Wilds' point of view, it's saying giving up one year of Fiala because he's going to be hitting the market at the end of next season unless you really want to commit to him long-term, but that's going to cost more and et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's really just one year Fiala. You're giving him up, and for a team that'll sign an offer sheet, you're not going to sign a one year offer sheet because then you're just going to walk right to free agency. And then if you have more than that, then it is obviously I think a little bit more, but it's tricky because obviously Fiala will want the most money that he can get. Um, as smart that he can do, do. but uh. 
yeah, I, I I could see it pushing into the summer, and it's tricky because Fiala is such a good player, and he's had just a career year. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say on it. We'll we'll talk more about it, I guess, throughout throughout the actual off season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Last question then. Um, Mark oh. Andre Fleury or Talbot? Oh, oh, I don't want to think about this. Um, <laughs> Were any of the goals tonight Flurry's fault? He had a really juicy rebound on the... The only one I could possibly say you could pin on him was the second Tarasenko goal. Yeah. Yeah. From, like, mid-range. Like, it was like a face-off dot. Yeah, that that was hard. But also, like, how... The, the theme has been rebounds. Like, game one, it was all rebound goals. And then the first... Second Blues goal? I believe it was the second. It was on a really big rebound to Ryan O'Reilly. Or was the first? Um, it was the um, first. Yeah. So, yeah. So, obviously, Ryan O'Reilly sc- scores incredible goals. But it- it's it's tricky to see that kind of just massive rebound just given on a plate. Um, I still don't know if I would make the change just because... Flurry is someone that you've kept kept this whole time and kept along and yeah, I think I would still I would still go with Flurry just because of experience and being here and just if you make the change, then you're always wondering what if rather than if you don't make the change, then you kind of reason with yourself that oh, we didn't make it and that was the choice we made because Flurry has been our guy. Yeah, I mean, I would probably go with Talbot. I think they would be kicking themselves as they... I think they would be kind mm-hmm. of doing the the opposite thing. Okay. Just for that same reason. It was like he played so well down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably the first night that you can point to the box score and, you know, say 27 saves on 31 shots. Flurry, yeah. you had a bad night. We're going to have to go with Cam. Yeah. Especially when... He was five for eight in high danger situations, like allowing allowing almost almost like forty percent of your uh, high danger shots isn't isn't that good. Yeah, I also it's kind of tough though because normally I would say go to the other guy if the need the team needs a kick in the pants, and I don't mm-hmm. really feel like the team really does. Again, it's kind of tough to look at any one thing that the team is doing and be like, "This." They haven't had a bad game, a whole bad game, so it's mm-hmm. tough to to say we're going to make the change just to shake things up a bit. But yeah, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky, um, regardless. I did get a hold of the list. Marco Rossi is not on the list. Yeah, so, so he right. technically isn't an option. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Uh, we'll end it there then. Mm-hmm. On a somber note. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. I don't know what to think about this team. It's They're confusing. But uh, yeah, hopefully they could just win two and then we'll keep on talking about this team other than talking about moves and trades and drafts and all that stuff. But let's just push that further. Yeah. They only... only... 
one more game and then we're back to square one. Then it's down to, <laughs> yeah. to so okay. Well, we'll wrap it up here. Um, this was that was wild. A Minnesota Wild Reaction podcast. I've been Matt Smith. I've been Thomas Williams. Have a good night. See you.